Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Well, you know what could happen today, right? Yeah. Uh, well, I say yeah. I, actually, I can think of two things that may happen today. Uh, what you're talking about, I think, is the indictment of President Trump. Am I correct? Yeah, that's what I was talking about because, uh, you know, it's it's obviously politi- uh, politically motivated. Uh, I mean, it's all on the January 6th thing and that... Uh, there, this was proven after the fact that mm-hmm. uh, after they did the hearings, that it was all crap. But here they come with the same but crap you know, again. The only reason why I think they may hesitate, I'll tell you why. It's it's really looking like they're going to impeach Biden. The day they announce that they're impeaching him, they will then indict Trump and try to suck all the oxygen out of the uh, the impeachment story, and or. Biden would resign if Biden resigns, you know, and and I think that's a possibility, too, just to get out of the line of fire. Yeah, because they've got more evidence now that the 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 dam is about to burst on the Biden family and in the crime dealings. Even Zelensky. I'm running through all my stories here. I got the story here. You know, what's interesting, Bill. Um, They got to do it really, really fast. Yeah, because because they 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 go on. Wait a week. Yeah, they go on vacation, recess. If they don't do it this week, then um, they go on recess for all of August. They're gone. I guess they don't come back until September. So, um, by the way, if I sound a little raspy today, it's my allergies. So bear with me. We all get these things at different times of the year. Uh, Author Peter Schweitzer was on Jesse Waters' show on Monday, and Mm -hmm. he kind of dropped a bombshell. He's been... Really investigating the uh, Biden family. Yes, a bombshell. I like the sound effects. Well, uh, <laughs> I like I can't it. Whistle. I can't whistle today because well, I'm, I'm I got here. I got it. I knew I'm exactly what you my, were doing. Uh, I'm drinking my V8 and announcing. Uh, <laughs> you need a little more. Here's, huh? here's Peter Schweitzer yeah. talking to Jesse Waters. The walls are closing in. Um, first, you had the bank records that show that the money was being transferred. Now you have the testimony of business partners. Devin Archer is one. There are going to be others. And other than Joe Biden himself, Devin Archer is Hunter Biden's most important business partner. Uh, when Joe, sorry, when Hunter Biden joined the Burisma board, Devin Archer got a seat on the board as well. Uh, when Hunter Biden got that sweetheart deal with that China Chinese private equity fund and got put on the board, Devin Archer got the same slot. So he knows where everything is. And it's going to be very, very hard for the Democrats on this committee to do what they did with the whistleblowers, which is argue Joe Biden played no role. The evidence is there and their defenses keep shifting. uh, And I think Joe Biden is in serious trouble. He's going to have to be able to put Joe Biden on phone calls, in meetings. He's going to have to talk about what people knew and when they knew it. What does it tell you now? the White House is changing their defense strategy. It's no longer Joe didn't talk about business. Is now Joe wasn't in business. <laughs> yeah, we've been at it this since 2018. They initially said there were no foreign deals. Then they shifted and said there were there might have been foreign deals, but the Bidens made no money. Then it became Joe Biden didn't know about any of the deals. Then it became Joe Biden didn't participate in any of the deals. And now it's that he was not in business with his son. Look, the implications for this are huge, Jesse. If you look at that 1023 form that the FBI released, if that document is true, 
true. That document reveals that one of the people that was at those meetings that heard the conversations about bribing the Bidens worked for President Zelensky. Who really wants to believe if that meeting took place and that document is accurate, that that individual did not go and report to President Zelensky what he heard? And again, if that document is true, who wants to believe that President Zelensky and his administration have not used that as leverage over Joe Biden when it comes to negotiations on Ukraine policy? Uh, we may all have to start learning the Ukrainian word for compromise yeah. uh, because this is a very clear indication of how this has shaped this administration's policy towards Ukraine and also towards China. Exactly. And now listen to this. Business Insider just revealed one of the people who paid for Hunter's artwork. Her name is Elizabeth Naftali. She's not an art collector at all. She's a Democrat donor and she's a friend of the Bidens. She donated to the Biden campaign and Joe appointed her to a cushy government post shortly after Hunter's art show. Does that surprise you, Peter? <laughs> no, Jesse, uh, it's, it's the grift. I mean, look, the question that we've always asked and that I know you've asked is, what is the Biden's business? They're getting all this money from overseas. They're getting all this money for artwork that, frankly, is not worth half a million dollars. What is the business? What's the product? The product is Joe Biden. Let's remember, with Burisma, the Ukrainian energy company, Hunter Biden was getting $83,000 a month when his father was vice president of the United States. When his father became the ex-vice president of the United States, Hunter's take from Burisma was cut in half. <laughs> so everybody knows what the product is and why this was being done. And the Democrats, I think, that continue to cling to the notion that there's nothing here, there's nothing to see, are making a big strategic mistake in my mind. Yep, they're getting hung out to dry. Wow, that's, uh, that's Peter Schweitzer. He's an author, yeah. and he's uh, a smart guy, done a lot of investigating into the Biden family. You know, Biden has really uh, put himself in in a in a strange situation. I'm I'm saying to myself, if Joe hadn't run for president, would he been able to hide all of the uh, the bad doings that the Biden family seems to have done? Do you know? Yeah, I, you know, I kind of think he would have. Uh, that was a mistake running for president. And the reason I say that is uh, that I look at, um, uh, what's his name, Romney. Romney now calling for, you know, all the candidates that are in the Republican uh, uh, soiree out there, uh, you know, running. He's going, oh, it's, it's glamorous to run because you get this and that. Look, pull out of the race now so there's no polarization there to where uh, Trump will win, mm -hmm. you know, because you're splitting votes and that get, lets him walk through. In other words, he's trying to attack Trump. He goes, and besides, look at these other people. When they pulled out, like when I was running, they got very nice paying, cushy jobs. In other words, he's offering them a bribe. You well, know? And you know, you know um, I do think that they're going to hold off the Trump indictment. They said it could be today. I mean, I just read a story well, this morning. It could be today. But I, I kind of think he's holding it. They're going to hold it back until the day that Joe has to either announce he's leaving or that uh, McCarthy announces that they're going to impeach him, you know, right. and, and try to get the attention away from that story and on to Trump. Uh, well, I, I don't think it's going to work. Well, they, they're going to do a double whammy on Trump, and that is indict him and lock him up at the same time. That's what you, they want to do. I, I just can't see them putting him in jail. 
I, I don't see that happening. Well, it, it, it will cause – you, you want a distraction? Oh, I know. That'll do it. But, yeah, but it's going to cause turmoil. I mean, there will be upheaval. There will be unrest. The exact thing that they say they're putting them in jail to prevent is what it will cause, and they freaking know it. So that's why they will do it, because they need the, the uh, distraction. And, you know, they've already said Biden will step – if. If he's going to be impeached, if they think he's going to be impeached or they impeach him, he's going to step down for health reasons. And that's scary because then we get left with a big old pile of Kamala. And, See, I, uh, I can't imagine us going anywhere good with her at the helm. You, we can't. We go to hell. You know, but we're going to hell now anyway. So it's like, which, you know, what bus do you want to go to hell Could, on? could we get a twofer <laughs> When it comes to impeachments, can we get a two for the price of one? Can we get well, uh, Joe and Carmella? You know, the thing is, there's a there's a, a story to be made that she might. Uh, I mean, she was a, a partner in some of his crimes. I mean, she had to be aware of what Joe had done in her position. She couldn't. She was an, she was an accomplice. Yes, she couldn't. She couldn't say, "Well, I didn't know he did all this stuff." We, you were elbow to elbow with the guy. You, you knew what he was up to. You were in private meetings. By the way, Zelensky, to have, his, to have Biden in such a blackmail situation, to get Biden to go into that war and send billions of our dollars, that should be enough of a crime right there. Forget everything else he's done. For, to, to have Zelensky use blackmail to pressure Biden to give us billions of dollars in aid... Um, that says volumes to the situation. And by the way, if they do, if Zelensky is doing that, you know the Red Chinese are doing that. You know the Communist Chinese are doing yeah, that. Yeah. How many people has is he compromised with? How many deals have been made because you know he he's compromised? Well, it'll be interesting to see whether uh, what happens this week. I mean, I I don't know how they can go on recess. With this hanging out there, and I think that it'd be a disservice to President Trump, who is the Republican front runner. Can you believe that? I mean, they've got to they've got to resolve this. Biden can't be allowed to be president for another month. What can he do? What kind of damage can he do in another month? I mean, oh, give okay, me my yeah. beer, right? I'll show you. Yeah, I mean, I got a story on that yeah. one there. I mean, you know, because he's, well, I'll save it. Well, um, I want to play Kevin McCarthy. Uh, Kevin Mark McCarthy, who uh, was, uh, he was a little um, hesitant about going into impeachment discussions with anybody for quite a while. People were saying as recently as, as last week, you know, what more does the guy need? Well, apparently they've got what they need because uh, McCarthy now is openly talking about impeachment. Listen. That they bribed the Bidens, okay? This was given to the FBI. When Bill Barr finally found out about it, he sent it to his office in Philadelphia. They actually said that this was very credible. The FBI kept this from the IRS individuals for them ever to see it. So not only do they claim that they were bribed, we now find information that 16 out of 17 payments from Romania were provided to the Biden shell companies while he was vice president. 
when President Biden was running for office, he told the American public that he's never talked about business. He said his family has never received a dollar from China, which we now prove is not true. We now have some of the most credible whistleblowers. These 10-year IRS agents who have come forward said that the Biden family has been treated differently, that what Weiss has told us is different than what Garland and Weiss has told the public. And you're sitting here today where now you have found millions of foreign money, just what the 1023 alleges they did to Biden's family. Now we found that it has funneled through shell companies. If you're sitting in our position today, we would know none of this if Republicans had not taken the majority. We've only followed where the information has taken us. But... Hannity, this is rising to the level of impeachment inquiry, which provides Congress the strongest power to get the rest of the knowledge and information needed. Because this president has also used something we have not seen since Richard Nixon, used the weaponization of government to benefit his family and deny Congress the ability to have the oversight. If we are talking about millions of dollars coming from our top geopolitical foes and that the Biden family has been corrupted and and took in all of this money and he was complicit in that, wouldn't that... wouldn't that mean that we have a criminal enterprise as president of the United States that had to be on every level compromised by countries that are not particularly fond of us? Well, it's interesting that the Biden family runs, if they say, a company but never had an office and shell companies to be able to pay through. But if they really ran it for foreign countries, why didn't you get money from France, from Germany, from UK? Why does it have to be from China, Romania, um, in these countries that have real challenges and had problems going through? I believe we will follow this all the way to the end, and this is going to rise to an impeachment inquiry the way the Constitution tells us to do this, and we have to get the answers to these questions. In the words of John Dean, a malignant cancer now is surrounding the Biden presidency, and those walls are closing awfully tight. Uh, This is not going the way I'm sure they wanted it to. And then we have on the other side of it the assistance of the DOJ and the FBI. That's Jim Jordan's committee. Okay, so when does this actually happen, though? You know, I mean, they're talking now, but the Republicans are, uh, are excellent at talking. They yeah, can talk. And how long does it take to impeach anyway? Okay, you you do the you bring forth the documents, they vote. You know, how long does it take? Well, I mean, it didn't take him. They impeached him the second time, President Trump, after the election, I believe. It was just after the. Do you, if you remember, they yeah. they impeached him. He was still president, and people were saying, "Why are they doing it? He's going to be out of office in like three weeks, or or you know, or, or two weeks, or whatever it was." Uh, you can do it quickly. They could do it this week. Yeah, but you know what? You know, we talk like it's a big thing, but impeachment doesn't mean squat unless the Senate goes with right. it. And we don't have the Senate. So, you know, uh, we got to bring him down on a bigger crime. These are big crimes. Here's the thing, though. I think the Senate is um, in, in a rock and a hard place situation. I think that the, even the Democrats don't want him. Uh, in that position anymore. I think what's going to happen behind the scenes is make a deal. this week that, yeah, he's going to, he's going to go out for health reasons. He's going to, well, he's going to yeah, say but- uh, he's had a health issue and uh, he needs to step away. And if he does that, that's the deal. 
then they won't pursue any impeachment charges. Or maybe they'll drop all of the investigation. But then we got Kamala. So no matter how, America loses no matter what. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, and the other thing I would do is if I were the Republicans, I'd begin investigating her. I would, I would oh, begin exactly. investigating her. I'd go right say, look at, we're not done. Now, you know, now that this guy is gone, we're going to look at the uh, uh, vice president and see what the heck she's been up to. You know, she had to know that this guy was corrupt, and she joyfully joined hands with him and uh, marched into the uh, the White House and the uh, vice president's mansion. Um, but it, it has to be done quickly, folks. It, that's you said a couple of days ago. I don't know that you remember uh, something big is in the air. Something's going to happen. I think you're no, right. No, no. Yeah, no, I, I, I still say that, and I think this is it. And But I'm just, I'm kind of, I want to grab the bucket and throw up in it just thinking about mm. uh, California putting through the first woman president, Kamala. Mm, you know, gosh. I mean, isn't that going to be a stain on California's reputation? Well, Cal- they, they, brought, they Cal- brought forth a lot of bad people. Well, California has some amazing problems. And what's interesting is I think they are much more red state than they well, appear they to be are. on the surface. They're, they're just controlled by the major metropolitan areas like Los Angeles and uh, uh, San Francisco. Uh, you know, the rest of the state is, is, is kind of red, and uh, they're stuck. Yeah. They're stuck with the actions of, I mean, look at the, what, the DA in L.A. What's his name? Gar, is it not, it's not Garcetti. It's, um, I can't think of his name, uh, but he is as left as left can be. He has been yeah. so open to to um, decriminalizing criminal actions. You know, mm-hmm. he, he, he's just, the guy is mind bo- it, it would It would be, the obvious impeachment move would be to get this guy out of, out of office. And I think they tried one time and they failed. And, and that gives you an idea of the situation the major cities are in. I mean, yeah. um, and, but well, I think there's something else brewing too. And you know, speaking of California, there's Nancy Pelosi, who is starting to you know stomp and talk, and but she's not you know when confronted with it, she doesn't want to talk about it. So the Democrats may have something beneath the surface, mm-hmm. you know, that's up, and you know, uh, the witch queen of California is probably somewhere involved in it. And- I don't know how Gavin Newsom can think he can. When the presidency is he that um, delusional? I mean, everybody outside of the state of California who's paying attention looks to California and can't believe how poorly it's run. And he's the executive, the chief chief executive of the state. It's his state. He's doing it. Would we want that in the White House just because he has nice hair? That's basically why we a lot of people vote. For uh, the president nowadays, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, anyway, um, I wanted to also point out that uh, with all of this nonsense happening, right, with President Trump, and they're going to talk talking about maybe indicting him either today or this week. Um, Rona McDaniel, the uh, Republican national chairperson, support supposedly is uh, is working very hard to get President Trump to be on the debate stage. Uh, this coming August 23rd, you know, he still hasn't committed. Actually, he's kind of he's actually saying that he may do a special 
uh, with Tucker Carlson the same night, right up against the debate, and and well, to see who gets the higher ratings. <laughs> I encourage Trump mm-hmm. to do exactly that and not do the debates. And the reason that I'm thinking that is Trump, for the most part, can chew him up and spit him out, you know, because he's done it before. He's good at debating whether you think he has got a handle on all the topics. He doesn't look at it that way. He looks at it as I'm going to chew him up and spit him out. But I think that, you know, the Romneys of the world and and everybody that's trying to get Trump to go in, mm-hmm. they, they're they staging a setup on him. They want to set him up. They, they've got coaches in there and everything to try to, you know, d- demean, diminish, and, you know. I think it'd be crazy to go in that room. Crazy. Yeah, he has nothing to gain. I wouldn't do it. No, there is nothing to gain. And for them, all chomping at it, yeah, come on, Trump, come on. No, 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 no. Oh, this will be yeah. great. You're great. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that means they've gotten together. It's a setup. Stay the hell away from it. Yep. No matter what your ego says, stay the hell away. President Trump, I remind you of the middle name of Ronald McDaniels. It's Romney. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to say Romney is her middle name. And uh, I'm, I'm just saying that. Think about that before you take her advice when it comes to the debate stage. You have a, a lead of maybe 50 points. Why would Keep you it. want to jeopardize it to uh, be on stage uh, with people who have three points in the poll. Well, let's put it this way. Trump is already on stage. He's got the bigger platform all by himself. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Um, interesting. I have, um, we're kind of bouncing around a bit. We were talking about the Ukraine and Zelensky and the, and the bribery. What I wanted to play for you was an interview with Tony Blinken. This guy is our Secretary of State. I have no idea how he got the job. It had to be payback. Blinken had to do something very helpful to the Biden administration, and they they gave him this position of power. But he's a vacuous guy. He's an empty suit. You know, he's the guy who goes to uh, China and bows dutifully in front of the Chinese like uh, uh, he's a manservant. And um, he he has a mild and uh, unassuming mannerism. He doesn't project power or strength by any stretch of the imagination. He, uh, he, but he talks about the Ukraine and how the Ukraine is, is winning the war against Russia. Listen. Mr. Secretary, pleasure to have you on. Great to be with you, Fareed. Uh, tell us what you can uh, sense of what is going on in the counteroffensive that Ukraine is uh, manage, attempting with Russia. Mm. So far, the reports seem to be it is very slow and very tough going. Well, first, Reid, put this in perspective. In terms of what Russia sought to achieve, what Putin sought to achieve, uh, they've already failed. They've already lost. The, the objective was to erase Ukraine from the map, to eliminate its independence, its sovereignty, to subsume it into Russia. That failed a long time ago. Now Ukraine is in a battle to get back uh, more of the land that Russia seized from it. It's already taken back about 50% of what was initially seized. Now they're in a very hard fight uh, to take back uh, to take back more. These are still relatively early days of the counteroffensive. It is tough. The Russians have put in place strong defenses, but uh, I'm convinced that with the equipment and support they've received now from more than 50 countries, with the training uh, that their forces have gotten, and many of the forces who've gotten that training have not yet been put fully into this fight, 
And maybe more than anything else, with the fact that unlike the Russians, the Ukrainians are fighting for their land, for their future, for their country, for their freedom, I think that is the decisive element and that's going to play out. But it will not play out over the next week or two. We're still looking, I think, at several months. So if you look at what the Ukrainians are up against, these are minefields, then trenches, then Russian artillery. One of the reasons that it's proving so difficult uh, is that they have no air power. If the U.S. Army were to do this, uh, the United States would have massive air power, lots of bombing, clear the way, make it possible for the troops to then move forward. Why not give the Ukrainians the F-16s that they are asking for? Because that will make this counteroffensive much more effective. Fried, at every step along the way, in fact, going back before the Russian aggression, when we saw the storm rising, and we made sure going back to Labor Day before the, the war, Christmas before the war, that they started to get in their hands the equipment they would need if the Russians went forward. Javelins, stingers. They had that on hand. They were able to repel the attack against Kyiv. They were able to save their country from being uh, taken entirely uh, by Russia. Every step along the way ever since, we've worked to try to get them what they need, when they need it. But it's not just the equipment itself. It's the training. It's the maintenance. It's the ability to use it in combined arms um, operations. All of that takes time. If a decision were made to actually um, move forward on the F-16s tomorrow, it would be months and months before they were actually operational. But then why not make the decision so, so that they can get them? So this is what we're working on now, because as I said, it's not enough to give them F-16s. They've got to be trained. The training program uh, is moving forward with a number of countries. All of that that's happening. But I'm not a, a military expert. I think uh, you've heard um, Chairman Milley, uh, Lloyd Austin, the Secretary of Defense, speak to this. Uh, we believe that what they have and what they've been trained on is what they need to be effective, including uh, dealing with the uh, the Russian mines. But it is hard going. But they feel differently. When I talk to Ukrainians, mm. they say, there's a pattern here. Every time we ask for something, we're first told, you can't have it, you're not yet ready for it, you don't have the training for it. And then from HIMARS through cluster bombs, eventually we get it, mm. but we get it late, and why not have given it to us earlier if you're trying to make a difference on the battlefield? So if I were in the shoes of our Ukrainian friends and partners, I'd probably be saying uh, exactly the same thing. And uh, President Zelensky's been extraordinary as a, as a leader uh, and in trying to galvanize the international community along with us to provide them what they need. But the other thing is this. There are 50-some-odd countries in this coalition in support of Ukraine. Uh, Lloyd Austin's been leading this process um, on the military side. And different countries do different things at different times, and it all complements uh, each other. So, for example, we have um, certain munitions that we provided to the Ukrainians, including uh, the, the HIMARS. Other countries have provided some munitions that have a longer range because as the Russians move back their command and control, as they move back some of their supply depots, out of range in some cases of what we've given them, the munitions that other countries are providing as part of an organized coalition are allowing the Ukrainians to hit them. They've had some significant success. So our military leaders are using their best expertise possible to help determine what it is that can be most effective for the Ukrainians, how quickly can it be deployed, how effectively can they use it. That will continue, and the process on the F-16s is, is moving. Which means they will get F-16s. Well, look, I believe that, uh, that they will, and uh, the, 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 the important focus is on making sure that uh, when they do, um, they're properly trained, they're able to uh, maintain the planes, 
and use them in a smart way. Do you think it could be part of the Russian strategy to try to wait for the election of 2024? hope that Donald Trump comes into the White House and they can cut a deal with him? Well, again, everything we put in motion and that many other countries are taking a, a lead role in, that will happen irrespective of what happens in any given election in any one of our countries. There is now a long-term program in place that will um, make well, sure that Ukraine the US has the is providing 75% of, Actually, the, the, of the assistance. The, if you look at the burden sharing on this between the United States, uh, Europe and other partners, Japan and others, it's actually quite uh, remarkable. Uh, other countries have stepped up in ways that we haven't seen before. On the security side, we're the, we're the number one provider, but others have done a lot. Uh, but if you look as well on the economic side, um, the uh, uh, ability to make sure that uh, Ukraine has direct budgetary support. More is actually coming from, from Europe and others than from us. Humanitarian assistance. The refugees who've been housed in, uh, throughout Europe and are able to work, send their kids to school. All of that collectively has been a remarkable demonstration of countries coming together and assuming their responsibilities. That's Tony Blinken talking with Fareed Zakaria on CNN. And by the way, if you heard noise in the background, that was B-roll. It was from the video. And right. uh, you, they were, you were hearing jets taking off, and you were hearing Zelensky talking. It wasn't that we had our microphones open, you know, and we weren't having conversations. Uh, it, was, it was actually on the audio itself. Uh, I think he's delusional. They're really trying to sell the story that the Ukraine is, is a good idea and our involvement there is a good idea. It's, it's a lot of hooey because uh, from everything that I see from reliable international sources, uh, it's not the case. Uh, the Russians are having their way with this yeah. war, and they haven't even brought the hammer down yet. They're just kind of, you know, they're, they're matching the, the efforts of the Ukrainians. It's not like they're, they put the entire uh, Russian army on the front. This is what I'm, I'm hearing. Well, uh, what happened yesterday, though, the uh, the drone strike that hit inside of Moscow in mm -hmm. the capital, in the bis business uh, district, it uh, essentially took out the uh, defense ministry building. And Putin was mad. As a matter of fact, just hours ago, he sat there and said, okay, uh, if that's the way it's going to be, uh, he's threatening to strike non-standard targets in the Ukraine not going to say what they are, but it's targets you wouldn't believe that we're going to hit. They're now on the map. And oh, I would start. imagine if I would imagine if you were smart, you would get out of the U.S. embassy, if, if, if uh, which yeah. is still open. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, at some point in time, the limited nukes are going to be used. Now, my question is, you know, we've given the Ukraine everything. We had a stockpile mm -hmm. of limited uh, short-range nuclear weapons, and I know we still got a lot of those. What's to say we haven't given them to the Ukraine? If we've done that, we have bigger fools in Washington than I even imagined. Well, we've given them everything else. We're talking about the F-16s, but we're also talking about maybe... You know, uh, well, we've already got already deployed over there some F twenty. Well, if you heard if you heard Blinken, the F sixteens who were promised aren't there yet. Yeah, you know, but there uh, are F twenty twos over there. Well, so what what up with that? Who's flying those? I mean, they haven't got qualified F twenty two pilots. And how long does it take to qualify a pilot to fly an F twenty two fighter jet or an F sixteen? Probably at least a year, maybe eighteen months to fly. 
a plane like that? So when they get them and they got them up in the air in a week or in a day, there's Somebody no else training. Is flying yeah. Yep. And we're not talking. <laughs> oh gosh, you ever get the impression that our government is being is not being fully honest with us? No, because this is the United States of America, land of the free, the home of the brave, and we do not lie. We do not do things deceitful. No, nope. we would never do that. We would never lock up innocent people. This is America. This oh, is. Okay. A, I mean, those January sixes, the democracy. All those. Yeah. Have you forgotten, by the way, folks, about those January sixes? January 6 people are still in prison, many of them who haven't been tried yet. They're just locked up. I don't know how you can do that in this country. You know, aren't we supposed to have speedy justice? You know? Uh, you don't know how we're supposed to do that. I'll bring this little uh, story. I'm not going to go in deep. You don't have to. Mm -hmm. But you know that um, Joe Biden... He loves veterans. You can see it, how oh, he salutes sure. them all yeah. the time. Yeah, he just walks off the plane, sometimes ignores them altogether. And another uh, another backbone of America, and uh, deserves respect, farmers. He loves farmers. Oh, sure he does. What do they do? <laughs> he doesn't even have yeah. a clue. But No, he doesn't have a clue, which, uh, and he probably doesn't have a clue what the veterans do either, because uh, anyway, Joe said he would veto... Necessary budget bills for veterans and farmers to protect left interest. Would you please tell me, folks, if you voted for Biden, why you voted for Biden? What was it about Biden that appealed to you so much? What, was it the fact that he was going to allow everybody and their brother into the country with no vetting? Is that, is that what appealed to you? Because if that's the case, you're the problem. Hey, look, we've got uh, the, the people that are in the country illegally now, which some would argue, oh, no, 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 we, we welcome them. Well, there's more population of them than there are in 34 of our states combined. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Over half of America combined does not match the amount of illegal immigrants that have crossed the border in the past year. Come on. And, you know, I, I look at stories coming from the border, and I, I, I scratch my head. I think, how, how can this stuff be allowed to happen? You know, I, initially the Border Patrol was really uh, put in a hard spot, and they were complaining about what was happening. I get the impression after two and a half years that uh, a lot of the upper-level management have either been convinced to go along to get along with the administration, or they've been replaced altogether. And now we have stories— like this coming from the border. Listen. Oh New Yuma, Arizona came to the location where the massive groups are coming across, where the cartels bringing them across. And you can always tell where that is by the amount of garbage. That's when you know it's active. This is where I saw, I actually got video last night of the cartel Coyote bringing them across. The guy uh, in this video in the board shorts. This area is controlled by the cartel, yet it's on American soil. actually made a bridge. This is Secretary Marcus's security. Nobody down here is stopping him. This bridge 
was created by the cartel in Mexico. This is simply to allow more illegals to invade America. Border Patrol knows it's here, and they allow it. They fly over this every single day in the helicopter. Rather than coming down here and stopping them or arresting the coyotes that are bringing people across it, they let it stay, and they let people keep coming. The cart. Let me just repeat this. The cartel built a bridge from Mexico to U.S. so illegals don't have to get their feet wet walking across the river. And Border Patrol, Secretary Marcus, and Joe Biden are allowing it here in Yuma, Arizona. And it's like this all across the border, everywhere you go. This is what Joe Biden thinks of border security, a cartel bridge that brings them straight into our country. And they're doing nothing, nothing to stop it. Obviously, that is audio from a video. And you can see in the video the bridge that he's talking about. I mean, it's not a big thoroughfare that you can bring a car across. No. It's about the width of a person, but it goes from one side to the other side across the Rio Grande and probably one of the narrowest portions of the Rio Grande. Right. And uh, it's in it's in the Yuma, Arizona area. You would think that they would take that out as soon as they put it up. You know. Well, you would think so, but you know, there are tunnels too that the cartel used. And these aren't crawl tunnels. These are you know, stand up, walk along. You could run and jump in the tunnels. They've got tunnels that go under the border and come across. And, uh, you know, that's how they got a lot of drugs through. And now they're getting a lot of illegals through, too. So wow. what you see, even by conservatives, is really optics to, you know, not saying that we're purposely taking your vision off of this, but... Those are optics. There's other ways that they're getting across the border. And how do you think there's more illegal immigrants here than there are? there is the population of 34 states? Well, they had to have other means to get through here and uh, through into here. And those are just some of them. You know, there are so many things that are happening in our world right now that are crisis situations that because we're being inundated by so many different stories and so many different uh, scenarios, um, we don't give them the full attention they deserve. I mean, the border situation should be the number one story every day until it's resolved. But right. because there's so much garbage being thrown at us in the news, so much crap is being thrown at us, we can't stay focused. We have a crisis on the border. We're near nuclear war with the Ukrainians and the Russians. We have uh, North Korea starting to send off nukes again. The Chinese are preparing for war with maybe Taiwan and us. I mean, all of these things are happening at the same time, and we as a people can't stay focused because and they do this intentionally folks they do this intentionally you flood the zone as they would say you flood mm -hmm. the zone with garbage and people just can't they we spend our time just trying to stay with our heads above water we can't we can't give it the, the attention that these stories deserve and it's a darn shame we are in crisis situations here and and plus we have now the talk of impeachment Oh my God, we are we are in such a devastating situation. When I hear President Trump, God bless him, talking about 2024, I heard his um, his daughter in law, Laura Trump, on mm -hmm. on um, one of the talk shows last night, talking about how 
she was uh, excited about 2024 and they thought it would be a different situation. I'm thinking to myself, are these people delusional too? Because the corruption had nothing to do with the vote counting. And I mean, I'm sorry, it had nothing to do with the voting. It had everything to do with the vote counting. That's what I meant mm-hmm. to say. And and if they don't fix that, if they don't fix the corrupt part of the system, if they don't make an obvious change to the internals, not to the external, the externals are the voting. That's you and I going to the poll. Everybody sees us vote. And that's the external. The internals are the things that are behind the scenes. It's the mechanism in the system that does the counting, does the manipulation, does the steal. If that's not resolved and fixed soon, nothing's going to change. It could be President Trump. It could be Jesus running for the presidency. If they don't want him in, these evil, corrupt people are going to are going to have their way again. And we're being yeah. delusional to think so. Uh, yeah, I I believe that. I, I don't think anything good is going to happen in, in in the next year. I think we're going to see a lot of stuff um, go terribly wrong. You know, and I think this week is this could be the uh, the opening of Pandora's box. You know? I hear people saying. I heard it this morning, Bill. I heard someone say, uh, "Well, if they impeach Biden and get him out of office, then of course they'll." They'll, then they'll go and take down uh, President Trump, too, and get him out of uh, the line of, you know, uh, take him off the playing field. And I'm thinking, why, why does it, why are some people going one for one? This, 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 there's no equation. One guy is a crook and a criminal well. and a thief, and that's Biden. The other guy is a billionaire who never took a dime. From Is there a dark horse sitting out there somewhere that they haven't even introduced yet? They're just waiting. Well, you know, it's funny you should you should say that. A lot of people think it's Michelle Obama. But let me bring something up that happened yesterday. I don't know whether you're aware of this or not. But um, they found a body in the pond in Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. And it was... Reported by the Obama House on Martha's Vineyard, the people at the Obama Mansion in Martha's Vineyard made the the call, and apparently it was the head chef, forty three year old gentleman who was the head chef. And the thing that struck me as being really interesting about that, I'm familiar with the Martha's with uh, Martha's Vineyard. I've been there. Um, he was a paddle boarder, they said, but he was paddle boarding in a pond. Okay, now that that's a pretty safe way to paddleboard. There's no big waves. There's nothing that's uh, gonna give you a hard time. Uh, for the most part, it's just a great way to go out and get some fresh air and some exercise. If you want to have some trouble, you go paddleboard out in the ocean on a rough day. Right. You know. Um, but he was on the pond, and they said that they saw him. People who saw him on the paddleboard, he seemed to struggle. And then go under, I'm, as if as if somebody was pulling him under. I'm think I'm thinking. I mean, the guy's not out paddleboarding if he can't swim, you know. Yeah. And uh, you and heard he, of the Loch Ness monster? This was the pond nest monster. Is that what got. it was? I don't. <laughs> I, who knows? But well, yeah, it is odd. It just seems like uh, what what was the reasoning? I mean, what what what's the reason the guy died? He what okay, he drowned, but. Do you drown in a in a calm pond? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I I think there's a lot more to this story, and uh, 
Maybe he was going to talk about the secret sauce or something at the Obama residence. I don't know. He was the head chef. But uh, that's there's just too much, too much backstory going on in these people's lives. And we're expected to say, ah, oh, those things happen. Those things happen. I mean, I, do those things happen in your life or my life? Nah. I mean, I don't have a head chef. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, we have a lot of people and acquaintances and friends. And uh, but you don't hear about them, you know. And, and it's really funny how a president that uh, you know came into the office n- with really not much means, and now has oh. mansions all over the place <laughs> and a head chef. I know. Uh, maybe <laughs> well, at each one. I know. It's thank God for Netflix. They had a sixty million dollar contract with. Barack Obama for his yeah, but he spent uh, more than that. So you know, how many contracts does he have? Well, you know, and, you the know, thing that gets me is what did he do for Netflix? If I were a, a stockholder, a shareholder in that company, I would have been screaming bloody murder. What what is this guy doing? I mean, I can see giving sixty million dollars to Steven Spielberg to create product, but Barack Obama to create product, it was just a way, in my opinion, for the deep state to funnel money. From exactly. them to Obama, exactly. you know, that's, um, that's what's going on. You know, before we know. before we go on, I think we should uh, take a moment to remind people: if you're considering advertising your product, you might want to consider uh, being an advertiser on our podcast. We're we're now looking at different people, different products. We don't want to take just any product, by the way. You know, you're not going to hear uh, products that are going to be an embarrassment or conflict with what we do on our program. Uh, so we, we're kind of screening the, the different uh, people who are interested. Uh, and if you have a business and you are saying, why would I advertise on your podcast? Uh, if you want a nice national reach, people in, in uh, different states around the U.S. listen to our podcast. Of course, we have people who listen all over the world to our podcast. We don't know how they found us, but they're there. And uh, it, it is a... Uh, I think it would be a good idea because we're hoping to have right. maybe one sponsor who we embrace and make them a partner in the program, and um, that's what we're not looking to make it fifty different sponsors and uh, all these different uh, you know people having their input. Uh, we would like to have maybe one, possibly two sponsors, and and that's it. Uh, and people may say, "Why do you want a sponsor?" It's because. The actual program does cost us time, money, and uh, there's an expense to it, you know, and uh, we'd like to defer that expense. We've been doing it for two years, carrying it on our own uh, shoulders, and it's not, it's not the out biggest. Out of our pocket. Yeah, it's not the biggest expense, but it still is an expense, and, uh, it, you know, people with a good business plan would tell you uh, maybe you should have some uh, – financial input so that's what we're trying well, to no do no matter right how now. big we how, how big we make it how big it gets doesn't really matter if we don't make money with it because if we're spending money to do it and yeah we can do it then it's no matter the impact we're nothing more than a hobby so we have to yeah in our minds take it out of that thing and say it's not a hobby it's not a hobby yeah. it's a business <laughs> why do you sound and like arnold you sound like arnold arnold yeah yeah if you anyway. want to uh, contact us, our phone number is 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868. And you can also get us at mail at itsanotherday.com, mail at itsanotherday.com. 
And uh, when you uh, mention it, just say Arnold sent me. Yeah, right. No, I'm kidding. Uh, speaking of Hollywood and Arnold and and the like, uh, the strike in Hollywood continues. It's a a strike with the Writers Guild and also yeah. the Screen Actors Guild. And uh, now there's talk that it could uh, it could actually cause the collapse of Hollywood if they continue well, the strike. It may actually bring down some major studios because they won't be able to do business and they can't carry the debt for an extended period of time. Yeah, it it is. Look, it, it is the big CEOs, OOs. Those guys have gotten greedy. But with that said, they're already talking about going to the UK to use those actors there because they have a different contract, mm-hmm. paid much less, everything is different. So using them, uh, but you know, there's so many things involved in, in, in the fact that they, they want to take people's voices and use them. And they're already doing that anyway, without their permission, using them in perpetuity with no royalties to be paid. Uh, they have, uh, there's with this strike going on now, it's very possible that there's not going to be any new releases in 2024, 2025, and that could go wow. into 2026. So Anything that you're thinking about, unless they take old movies and rehash them, and then royalties are on the table too, and you're going, okay, even if it's a support actor, not everybody can be a star. It's a support actor who goes, morning, Miss Blue, and that's their only line. They deserve yeah. compensation, and they deserve the royalties for it because not everybody can be a support actor too. Studios you know, have studios have a lot of movies they haven't released. It's hard. People don't don't realize it. They shelve a lot of movies. They they do it for a number of different reasons, not because they think the movies are turkeys, write-offs. but they they shoot them and then they say, eh, we're not going to market this. We'll put it on the shelf and maybe we'll release it down the road." So they have product that will be coming up. But you know, when you talk about England, I wouldn't be surprised if the actors in England uh, march in solidarity with their uh, actor friends in the U.S. and Hollywood. What do you think? Oh, well, I think so. Now. The you know the big stars even though they get money they're getting screwed too and then it's the littler stars it's the writers like for instance there's one particular series on Netflix that's like a number one show a writer wrote a script for one episode and got paid three hundred and eighty six dollars and that was all the money they ever got and received that's it wow. done out of here get lost buddy we got your script we uh, liked it thank you very much wow. it was a number one show but get the hell out of here and don't let the door hit you on the ass that's amazing out. because you know well writers have notoriously been shafted people don't mm-hmm. realize it but even for some of the big blockbuster movies a writer might make twenty five thousand dollars that's good that's a good check but well, twenty five thousand dollars you have to understand that the writer is the guy who even if they they fudge the script a bit from concept to creation, uh, even if they massage it, the fact of the matter is the idea of the script came from the writer's head, and and for yeah. him to get twenty five thousand dollars, and let's say the actor may get ten million, and what is the actor doing? The actor is the you know he has the look, the mannerisms, but everything he said is the writer's dialogue. Yeah, you know, well. You know, there's there's repercussions uh, from it, too. Most people don't realize that, uh, you know, you're on strike, but it trickles down and down further. Like theaters, they're not going to have movies to release, so they're going to close doors, maybe go out of business. They're going to lay off the people that stand behind the counters that sell you the popcorn, the soda, the candy, and whatnot. 
everybody involved in that are losing jobs. And then you got the vendors that supply those theaters. Well, that's no longer a contract. So, you know, the guy that drives the, the Frito-Lay truck or the Pepsi truck or the Coke truck to the place. Uh, and, you know, they have beer in them, too. So the Budweiser truck, uh, those that's no longer on their vending contract. So they're out of the equation. I got a question, and then, Bill, for you. You know, uh, all these actors and writers are on strike. So let's say a movie company comes along to an unknown writer somewhere who's not a union member and says, look at I. We want to buy your script. We want to buy your story. We want to produce it. We're going to do it all non-union. We're going to pay you an enormous amount of money, maybe fifty, hundred thousand dollars $100,000. This will probably mean that you'll never, ever be able to be a member of the Writers Guild Union. But the fact of the matter is, if you don't do your deal with us now, you may never never, have a produced script. So either you can sell your script and make a bundle of money or... You can and 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 forget getting uh, uh, jovial handshakes from your comrades in the union because they'll hate you forever for being a scab. What do you think happens? Does the writer, does the non-union writer take the deal? What do you think? A lot of a lot of them do. But here's what uh, I was just going to say. My next thing was the big wigs in Hollywood in the studios. The word has it that they're going. You know what? You're saying we're greedy. Maybe you're right. But here's the deal, folks. We're not going to cave for this. We're going to let this strike go on as long as you want. We're going to let you see that we don't have to give you the money. When you stop making your rent payments, your car payments, and you can't live, and they start taking away your stuff and you're out in the street, then you'll have wished you would have just gone along with us on this. So they are willing to let Hollywood hurt. So that's going to get really nasty out there before it gets any better a lot of so, these uh high-paid actors too are not very good at handling their money they live high on the hog big airplanes nice cars maybe a fleet of cars uh everything is in excess they live high on the hog if they don't have that next movie coming down the line yeah. they can be in trouble you're absolutely correct uh, uh, this is going to have a, a big effect. Now, is it going to mean you can't buy a car, you can't buy a house? No. Speaking of which, though, uh, if you want to change subjects here, because I see we are getting thin on time, this is going to be interesting. Tomorrow, the Fed said they may jack up the interest rate again. Now, Elizabeth Warren came out and said, you know, if that happens, this could cripple the economy. I don't know if that, that one rate hike will do it, but I do tend to agree with her for once in my life because I don't agree with anything Elizabeth says. But, you know, they keep jacking up that interest rate. It's it's going to cripple the economy and send us into a tailspin. Well, I, I it wouldn't be the first time they're doing it all throughout the Biden administration, raising the uh, interest rate. So yeah. um, it, 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 people getting kind of kind of used to it. It's like, okay, he jacked it up again. I mean, what does this mean? It means that uh, mortgage rates are going to go up. It'll be harder to get a mortgage loan. I mean, um, I, people don't remember these things, but when you're as old as I am, you do. Um, I remember when the interest rates for homes were 16% because I was, oh, trying yeah. to, I was trying to sell my house. I think it was that, under Jimmy that Carter. That lowered the price, didn't it? Yes, I, it did. Well, it, it lowered the price, but nobody could afford a 16% uh, 
mortgage. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, no, the, the market was completely dead. Maybe that was 73 or 4 when that when that happened. But uh, whenever it happened, it was crippling to our our country. Now we're what? What do we you're, you're in the house market. It's like 7 and 3 quarters for a, a, a mortgage right now. Yeah, and I've walked away from many, many deal, and, and uh, there, there's a lot of things that go on there. That um, you know, I, I'm I'm at the the juncture to where I'm going. Yeah, I want to I want to buy, but uh, don't have to. But see, you're not alone. You, there, a yeah. lot of people are feeling the exact same way. Like, ah, eh, it was it was appealing when the interest rates were down to like four percent or three and a half percent. You know, I mean, it was really a great time to be buying a house, but I don't know, eight percent. Nah, I can, I can wait. It'll probably come down. Um, we're, probably, yeah. We're getting close to the end. I want to play a clip from a comedian named Jim Bauer. He's uh, right. he was on uh, Gutfeld. You know, Gutfeld has a program on Fox. Oh yeah, he's good. And do you know he's the number one nighttime talk uh, variety program? I mean, he was like, he. This is a guy who had no budget for the show. Compared to uh, the Late Show, uh, you know, on uh, with Stephen Colbert and all these yeah. other programs, but he just went out there, sat down, and did his shtick, and people laughed. I'm, I, I'm not necessarily. Uh, uh, he has a kind of a dry humor, and yeah. I don't, I don't always find that appealing. But a lot of people do. He seems like a nice guy. He's a smart guy too. But anyway, he has guests like Jim Bauer. Jim Bauer is a comedian and an actor. And he came out, he lambasted the woke left. Listen. It's so obvious. They only have certain words they always say. Mm-hmm. That is it. You can have a car crash, a song about a car crash, and they go, we need a statement. Racist! <laughs> Sexist! They hate black people! <laughs> Did we get is anyone by that? Is that <laughs> yeah. You saw this. I, I listened to the song. I watched the video. There's not what baffles my mind is okay, you can burn the place down. You can drag innocent elderly women out of a car and beat them, kick them. You can light uh, churches on fire, but just don't write no songs about it. Exactly. <laughs> now you're crossing the racial tension line. Exactly. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? You can do all these things, but just don't write a song about it. <laughs> no, it's just don't write no song about it. No song. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, uh, that is just about going to do it. Got a lot. We have other stories we could talk about. Uh, Absolutely. But, uh, you know, the clock on the wall says it's time to pack it up because there's only so much that you can take from us <laughs> in one day. You know? Yeah, I've been told that before. <laughs> I've had enough of you, buddy. Get out of here. <laughs> hey, listen, um, you can reach us. At uh, uh, phone number, it's it's it answers twenty four seven eight three three five three eight seven eight six eight eight three three five three eight seven eight six eight. And then there's mail at it's another day dot com. Mail at it's another day dot com. Okay, Hello. he's getting ready. You know what he's getting ready for, folks? His traditional uh, show ending. It's become a tradition. Tradition uh, now. No, I if, was getting if ready he, to put a little bourbon in my coffee is what I was going to do. It's a little know? early for that. Isn't it? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> maybe the day go better. <laughs> maybe a little orange juice, Bill. Anyway, um, if you would, sir, if you would. Uh, your traditional ending. Hasta la vista, baby! We are out of here!
the voice of freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From Acceleration.com, it has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know, seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about It's Another Day. Com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>